0: Oh, hi, everybody. Ezra Levant here. How you doing? It's uh, 12 noon on a weekday, which means we have a live stream. I do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. My friends Sheila gunn and David Menzies do it Tuesdays and Thursdays. We do it on four platforms. YouTube, which uh, is censoring us lately, so they don't tell our subscribers, or many of them at least, that we have a live stream on. They throttle us, but we have three other outlets. Rumble, Odyssey, and SuperU.net. So hello to you on all those platforms. Um, We got a lot that's going on every day. There's a lot going on. We are in a time of news, aren't we? And uh, besides story that have caught my eye over the last few days, um, we actually have something cooking on the ground out in Calgary. One of the things we like to do from time to time is to uh, buy billboards or even a billboard truck or I sometimes call them a jumbotron truck if they have that big digital TV screen with sound and moving pictures. I mean, a billboard, as you know, is just a static uh, two-dimensional image like a regular billboard, but uh, some of these billboard trucks have just basically giant TVs on the back. And um, we have a project today um, in Calgary with just such a jumbotron truck. So later in the sh- in the show, I think we're going to try and connect live with Adam Saus, our reporter in Calgary, who is launching this jumbotron truck campaign. Here's an example of one of them from the past. Um, Fire more no. And David Menzies had that and he jumped out of the truck and he interviewed people. That was pretty fun. And in the end, I guess Morneau did, in fact, get fired. Um, I wouldn't uh, claim credit for that, but we were certainly part of the chorus of voices that said, what are we doing with such a crook as our treasurer, as our finance minister? Um, a few other things I want to talk about today besides the billboard truck is, um, I mean, Teresa Thames in the news, very embarrassing. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, my favorite guy, Ron DeSantis just keeps crushing it as governor of Florida. I'll tell you the latest about him Um, from Parliament Hill. A couple of stories about uh, censorship. Derek Sloan, the independent MP, formerly conservative MP uh, facing censorship by social media companies. When he raised it in the house of commons, it was quite telling the way uh, basically everyone responded. And the liberals uh, say they are set to introduce a new bill criminalizing offensive speech speech that offends them will be banned uh, i don't think the legislation is out yet I, I, have they tabled the bill i'm not sure if they have but we have a news story uh, on the premonitions of it they say they're going to and when it comes to promises liberals like if, if it was a promise to give clean drinking water to a northern indian band mm-hmm. i'd say well you can't trust that promise But if it's a, there's two promises that I I believe the liberals when they say them. One is they're going to raise taxes. That I believe they'll keep that promise. The other is they're going to censor their opponents. That I, that's a promise I believe they'll keep. Um, But I think the most pressing issue of our time, the worst civil liberties battle that anyone is facing is, um, Not the lockdowns, not the forced vaccines, not the diminution of our speech at the hands of big government, big tech. It's rather Uber Eats calling a driver by the name his mama gave him, as opposed to his new trans name. Take a look at this from the America's Civil Liberties Union. They used to care about free speech. I remember when I was a kid admiring the ACLU. Um, Here's some breaking news, breaking, breaking news, everybody. Hey, can I have your attention? Ring, ding, 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 ding. Do I have your attention? Hear ye, hear ye, Breaking. We are demanding that Uber Eats end its practice of misgendering and dead-naming trans drivers. Our client, Lane Repich, who is a Kansas-based driver, has faced harassment and discrimination because the Uber Eats app shows his former name to customers. Uber Eats, in spite of being contacted by Lane repeatedly, has not made updates to their app. Everyone should have access to an accurate ID. We're asking the Biden administration to lead and issue an executive order so that trans, non-binary, and intersex people can have IDs that reflect who we are. So that's America's civil liberties union. They're not worried about, oh, I don't know, the leading democracy newspaper in Hong Kong being shut down today, tomorrow, by Beijing. That's not even on their radar. Are they worried about big tech silencing voices on the right and even some on the left? No, are you kidding? Boring. In fact, they probably are leading the charge on that. Are they worried? Of, what are they worried about? They are worried about, if I'm understanding this correctly... Have you ever used Uber Eats? I've used it once or twice. I, I use DoorDash more often. But Uber Eats, it's one of these food, deli- like there's, there, there's, um, there's probably 10 of these companies in North America, many around the world. They're just food delivery companies that have taken off a bit during the lockdown. I've used it. You, you basically order a restaurant meal um, and you pay a little bit of a delivery fee and a tip and an Uber driver brings it to you. Uh, So they're not just sitting around waiting for passengers to drive. They can drive your food. It's basically delivery. It's basically outsourcing delivery service to Uber. I mean, in the past, every pizza parlor and every Chinese food restaurant used to have a delivery boy, right? Because those are places that do a lot of takeout and delivery. Now every restaurant can just contract out their food delivery to Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever. So they don't have to have their own dedicated uh, delivery boy or girl or man or woman or non-binary and that's what's so funny here if if you've ever used one of these apps you can sort of see where the car is on its way to you and if you're interested they have the name of the driver and i don't know i mean i i guess i glance at the name of the driver because it's just all there on that one little screen but um i don't think i particularly interact with these drivers I just say hey thanks or cheers or have a great day or whatever like I like I, I don't stop them to talk with them they're busy people and they don't stop me to talk with talk with me they just gave me dinner and they know I probably want to go in and, and eat it and um, also how COVID freaky are are these folks Do they you know a lot of these apps said we do touchless delivery. We won't hand it to you. We'll leave it outside your door. So are you really going to have an in-depth conversation with your with your food delivery person? And, and you don't need to, because you don't need to say, wait, let me go get some change. Wait, let me go get some small bills for a tip. You don't have to do that because you just type it on the phone. It really is a no contact, a low contact way of dealing with someone. That's all my way of saying does it really matter what name is on the app? Does it really, is someone really getting harassed because they have a name on the app? Does, I mean, I, I'm not saying I, I refuse to look at the name, but I glance at the name, but I'm not, I'm not engaging with these people, not out of animosity. It's just they're, they're busy. I'm busy. They did the, you know, and in the age of COVID, do they want to stick around and, and chat? They're not getting paid any extra to stick around and chat. They got paid to drop it off. You give them a tip, they're gone. Who stops and chats with their food delivery person? I mean, I, in the moment of interaction, I might say, hey, how you doing? Stay safe out there. How's the roads? Like, I, those are all things I've probably said over the last year. I don't say, hey, what's your name? Hey, do you have a family? Hey, tell me about your sexuality. I... Uh, I think you'd be sort of weird if you did that. It would be a little stalkerish. But the the layer of crazy here, the fact that the ACLU, breaking! I love that word, breaking, at the beginning. That just lets you know it's the most important thing. Um, what gets me about that is do they think this is the breaking news, the most important civil liberty story in America of the day? But how would Uber Eats, which Uber is a very large company. It's a, it's a multi-billion dollar company, huge. Um, and, and the way it, these very successful companies work is they use a phrase in Silicon Valley, can it scale? What, what do I mean by that? Let's say you work uh, at a job uh, for, for 20 bucks an hour. How do you make more money? Well, you work more hours. But there's a limit to the number of hours you can work any day, any week, any year. Um, That's an example of something that you can't scale. But if you get an app, and let's say it costs you a million dollars to develop the app, if you get one customer and you make a buck a day from it, you have to scale up to really unlock the value of the app. These companies work on scale. They figure something out, and then they figure out a way to do it times a million and they make money because they would never make money if they were small scale. What am I saying? Uh, I have never registered to be a driver at Uber Uber Eats or Uber, but I'm guessing that it's pretty much automatic. It's automated. They may have a human glance at a driver's license or glance at something you upload, but it's like it's like when you sign up for a cryptocurrency. Uh, exchange. You have to upload your passport photo. You have to upload something and they'll text you and they do two-factor verification. They may have a human being glancing at a document you upload, but it's pretty automated. They don't have like a, you know, an office where they come and have you come down to. They don't inspect your car. They don't have you come in the office. They don't look you up and down. They don't read your CV. You're an Uber driver. So if they're calling you by your dead name, if they're misgendering you, where did they get that information from? From you. Where else would they have got that from? They, they didn't type in your name. They didn't type in your data. They didn't, you must have put it in to their system at scale. They, how many people in America uh, drive for Uber, do you think it's 100,000? I think it might be 100,000. I mean, you got 50 states, that's only 2,000 per state, maybe that's a little high. You probably got 50,000 in New York City alone, I'm just guessing. And the ACLU says dead naming a trans driver is the, is the worst thing that, happening in America. There are 3 million worldwide, yeah. A a million in the U.S. A million in the U.S. Yeah, they're they're not, if they got this guy's dead name, if they're misgendering him, it's because he uploaded that information into the app, I can guarantee you. All right, enough talk about that, but it just goes to show you What America is focused on, what Canada is focused on, the the insanity of the wokeness, while China is building it. Can, Can you dig that up? Did you see that tweet I tweeted the other day? It's from the South China Morning Post, but you can get it anywhere. Go to Twitter and type in Chinese Space Station and then click the video tab. While we are debating how woke we are, while the ACLU is saying breaking, what's China doing? Did you know they have their own space station? I didn't know that. I knew they had done things on the far side of the moon. I knew they had sent something to Mars. This is... A, now, can we... That's great. That's exactly what I wanted to see. But can we get one with English text? China has a space station. Now, you always have to know China's about disinformation and lying and propaganda and tricking you. So, whereas, yeah, so here we go, look at that. Um, If there was someone in America who said, I don't believe America actually landed on the moon, I think it was shot in Hollywood, you'd say, oh, you're a a crazy conspiracy theorist. If someone said, I don't believe China has a space station, this is propaganda, I would say that's probably conspiracy theory, but I'd say I I know why people would say that because China is a propaganda nation that lies to its own people and lies to the world. But I actually believe that China has a space station. Did you know that? Did you know that, Justin? No, you didn't know that. I think if you've got a space station, that says a few things. It says, number one, you have a level of technological expertise that is on par with America. I think that's what that says. You have a resource commitment that's on par with America. And you have a commitment, you have a strategic commitment that is greater than America's because I don't think America has its own space station. I think there's some international space station um, that America is part of. And for the longest time, American astronauts got up there by hitching a ride with the Russians, with the cosmonauts. I think I'm right on that. Right, that The only way to get up to the International Space Station was we had to hitch a ride with Vladimir Putin. Yeah, um, that puts you at the mercy of Vladimir Putin. Uh, China apparently has its own space station. It doesn't have to hitch a ride with anyone. And um, of course, it's all stolen technology, stolen from NASA, stolen from the West. Um, but they have it. And by the way, the fact that there have been no consequences that I know of ever for China stealing uh, technology, whether it's from NASA. Yeah, the U.S. hitches its final ride to space from Russia for now. So proud, so proud. Um, Yeah, so we're busy focusing on misgendering Uber drivers. That's the breaking news. China uh, is in its space station. There you go. Uh, One man who knows the evils of communism and um, is smart enough to jointly compare it with another authoritarian ideology called Nazism is uh, the man I like to call America's 46th president, Ron DeSantis, who is currently the governor of Florida. I think he's by far the best governor in America. He's the governor who led the charge out of the lockdown insanity. He's the governor who's presiding over a growing economy. He won by like one-tenth of one percent in the 2000 and, uh, was it 20? Was he only elected last time or was he elected the time before that? Has he only been governor for like, for less than a year? My God, he's made such a difference. I mean, I feel like he'd been, he's been governor for at least a couple of years, but I guess not. I think he, 2019, okay, that, yeah. That makes a little more. 2019. Oh, and it was by the closest of margins. He's great on lockdowns. He's great on pushing back against big tech censorship. And, you know, Florida happens to have a little town we call Miami. There's a lot of refugees there from communist regimes in Latin America, like Cuba and Venezuela. And um, here's Ron DeSantis on teaching the evils of communism. Take a look
1: curriculum can really provide a guide to how that should be done. Uh, The bill also expands our previous efforts in civics to add a requirement for the high school government class that um, students receive instruction on the evils of communism and totalitarian ideologies. Uh, We have uh, a number of people in, in Florida, particularly southern Florida, who've escaped Uh, totalitarian regimes who've escaped communist dictatorships um, to be able to come to America. Uh, We want all students to understand the difference. Why would somebody flee uh, across shark-infested waters, say, leaving from Cuba to come to southern Florida? Uh, Why would somebody leave a place like Vietnam? Why would people leave these countries uh, and risk their life to be able to come here? It's important that students understand that. Now, as part of this bill, Florida will create a portraits and patriotism library so students can learn about real patriots who came to this country after seeing the horrors of these communist regimes. We actually have uh, folks here today. Uh, You'll hear from uh, her in a minute, Anna uh, Abauza. She came to the United States when she was a teenager, fleeing from Nicaragua when the Sandinistas brought socialism to that country. She graduated from the University of Florida.
0: You know, I love the fact that he's just doing this stuff all the time, every week. He's pushing back. Uh, the left is pushing their ideology through uh, the curriculum. They have this critical race theory, which is another way of saying applying Marxist principles, applying communism to race. You, you know, um, you know, in communism, you have the, the the capitalists and you have the proletariat, and that's the contradiction. That's the those are the two sides of the battle what critical uh gender theory does is it replaces uh the evil pro, uh the evil ruling class with men and the oppressed class with women so they put it through a gender lens race theory does the same thing white's evil oppressors black are the new proletarian victims. So it's communism transposed out of a purely economic or commercial setting into a race setting, a gender setting, a gender identity setting, trans setting. Um, You could even see it being done on a species basis or on a food basis, you know, to apply that critical theory, that Marxist mindset to any issue in life. Why would you do it? You would do that if you're a communist that wants to promote communism um, into every aspect of society, which has been pretty successfully done uh, by the left. And Ron DeSantis, in a a small but meaningful way, says, no, actually we're going to teach that communism is bad and we're going to talk about the places where it came from. So I just admire the fact that he's doing that. Why wouldn't every governor do that? You don't have the power, of course, you have the power. You didn't think of it. Maybe. You don't have the courage to push it through. You don't have the confidence in yourself. I think that's it. So Ron DeSantis is showing that he's alert and awake. And he's going to use all the levers at his disposal because the other side sure does. We have a few Super Chats, and I understand we also have a photo of the Shame on Shandro truck. Let's take a look at that truck first, if you have that handy. This is the Jumbotron truck, Shame on Shandro. So that looks like a still image. Do we have any moving uh, footage of that? Because no, it should be coming in the next 10 minutes, great. Um, by the way, that church there is for Pastor Tim Stevens, who happens to be in jail right now at the hands of the government of Alberta and, in specific, Tyler Shandro, the health minister out there, who was partying at that Sky Palace um, patio with a bottle of Jameson. So he's partying in the lockdown while he's sending Christian pastors to jail. Do we have the video loop? Maybe we can get it from Mike. Um, just to show folks what's on that billboard. Obviously, it's better to have it on the truck itself, but we, we actually do have access to the video that was on that truck because we made it here. Um, here's some chats in the meantime. On Rumble, MVP P seven says, civil liberties groups are just fronts for Marxist movements. Well, that's a thing. I just um, if I can pull you on something else. Uh, if you go to the ccla.org website, that's the Canadian website, civilliberties.org website, CCLA. Um, That's the Canadian version. So I don't know what that picture is there. Um, I don't think that's during the lockdown because I don't see any masks there. But scroll down. So this is their homepage, scroll down. The latest, a bunch of people in masks. What we do, just scroll down a bit. Okay, so let's click on what what we do. I think there was a link there, what we do. Can you click on that? Or, or our focus areas, let's do that. Is that clickable at all? Yeah, click on that one there. It's not working? Okay, go to go to our work. Is the website just not working? None of those are clicking? It's just not doing it? Okay, go to, um, okay, so maybe that's the website, or maybe it's our browser. What, what browser are you using? Chrome. Maybe try it on, on a different browser, because I was on that site the other day, um, and I can tell you from my visit to that site a couple of days ago, and I just wanted to show it to you, the number one issue for civil liberties in Canada, according to the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, is abortion access in the province of New Brunswick. That's pretty niche. Uh, Some people would say that's not even a civil liberties issue at all. But when I look across this country and I see that tens of millions of people were locked down, millions of people are still banned from their work. People can't even walk outside without being harassed. um, There's still rules against meeting people. It's the worst civil liberties violation in Canadian history. And the Canadian Civil Liberties Association does not want to talk about it. They have a few links there, but they're not, they're not suing. Like we have, we believe in equality, okay, great, me too. So, so you got some pride stuff going on there. We believe in freedom, okay, and freedom of expression, religion, right to protest, voting rights. I don't believe that's true. I haven't seen them. I think that when I was on their website, now they're saying what they believe in it's just not true. Or maybe they believe these things, but they don't do anything about it. That's why, can you click on what we do? Cause they're saying what they believe in. And I'm just saying they say they do, but they, they're not acting on any of those things. I've never seen them come to bat for a freedom of expression case. They weren't in court with any of, uh, any of the recent freedom of expression battles. Yeah, there you go. What we're working on right now, New Brunswick abortion rights. That's the number one issue in Canada for them. Scroll down. Bill 21, defending equality. So that's the bill in Quebec that says if you work for a government, you can't wear a religious symbol. Scroll down to the next one. Privacy during COVID. Okay, I'm interested in that. What's the next one? Families in COVID. Prison strip searches. Scroll down. Defending mobility in Newfoundland. Fighting for safe shelter. I don't know what that means. People in prison and COVID. Fighting solitary confinement. I actually agree with that. Toronto's smart city. I agree with that. Free speech. Yeah. What what have they actually done? What have they done? They've done nothing on free speech. So their number one issue is abortion in New Brunswick. I haven't seen them do any important litigation in the last year and a half on COVID. So they say they like, they've written a few reports, but they've actually done nothing. That's the CCLA. I think I still donate every month to them. And you know what? I'm going to stop that. Why am I doing that? That's so stupid of me. Um, so Ron DeSantis, he's just great. We talked about a couple of civil liberties unions. Uh, we showed you the billboard truck. That's the kind of thing you'd think a civil liberties group would care about. The fact that a pastor is in jail right now, right now, a pastor is in jail. The third pastor jailed in Alberta in six months. They don't care. A um, few more chances. Take a look. On Super U Merlin says C10 hate speech is not to prevent hateful speech it's because the tyrants hate you speaking. C10 is not the name of the hate speech bill. That's the name of the um, internet censorship bill, internet regulation bill. There will be another hate speech bill introduced and we'll talk, to that, talk about that on the show. Rumble, MVP 9337. The West is too concerned with trivial matters like the trans issue. Rumble, noble Canadians soon. They're going to teach why Canadians flee to Florida. Yeah, that's true. Odyssey, take down the CCP. That's the... Chinese Communist Party. Well, we criticize them every day on this channel. And finally, one library hyperchat Tam C. Please stop praising Desantis. His jab bill absolutely allows forced jabination of those deemed health risk by the state. He's part of the swamp. I think I might have got an email from you or someone with that same point of view just in the last day or so. I haven't had a chance to look into it. Uh, you, that may be right. Maybe you're may right. Maybe wrong. I don't know. But I think that there is just absolutely no denying that he is the best governor governor in the United States at standing up to the lockdown insanity. Now, maybe you're saying he's only 99% good, not 100% good. I'd say, of course, you're right. Um, But you can't beat somebody with nobody. And I put it to you that Ron DeSantis is the best in America on this issue, with the possible exception of Rand Paul. Uh, But Rand Paul is a senator, not a governor. Um, Speaking of pandemics, you know, I, I just still can't get over the fact that that the public health officer for British Columbia, Bonnie Henry, you know, it's an emergency. That's what the government says. It's a public health emergency. That emergency is what's being used to authorize the use of experimental drugs. Uh, for vaccines, they haven't been tested yet, fully. They haven't been approved. They've just been authorized, but not approved. The difference is to be approved, you've done all the tests and you've passed them. Um, None of these vaccines have been approved by the FDA. They've only been given emergency authorization. It's a crisis, it's an emergency, we're in a lockdown, blah, blah, blah. It's such an emergency, it's such a crisis that Bonnie Henry's had the time to write a book. She wrote a book about Bonnie Henry. You can find it on Amazon. Um, you know, I've written a few books in my time. I find them extremely hard to do. Not because I don't I'm not talkative. you, you can so yeah, be kind, be calm, be safe. Four weeks that shaped a pandemic. Dr. Bonnie Henry and Lynn Henry. And what's the most interesting thing in the world? Why a photo of herself. (laughs) And so that's how busy she is. She's so busy that she can write a book in this emergency about how busy she is in this emergency. And luckily for her, there's her. And lucky for you, there's her. And you're just so lucky. And in case you're missing it, she's the one on the cover. Um, Teresa Tam, not to be outdone, got an honorary college degree. Um, and she flew across the country and dressed up in the colorful gowns and was awarded. Look at this. Congratulations to Dr. Teresa Tam on being awarded an honorary doctorate from Simon Fraser University. Very well deserved honor for your tireless work on public health in Canada especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. We are very proud of you. And scroll down a little bit. And there she is, dressed up in a gown and a mask. Not sure why she's wearing a mask, because she's already been vaccinated. And there's no social distancing there, even though they're obviously from two different households. But for me, what uh, besides the self-aggrandizement and the fact that the most important thing was for her to fly across the country to uh, celebrate herself when we're supposed to not take unnecessary trips. and, And she's breaking a rule there. Why is she mixing households? But my main question is, because of her, millions of Canadian students had their schools canceled and their graduations canceled, millions. But she'll get her moment in the sun. So you're 17, 18, 19, you're graduating from high school, you're 21, 22, 23, whatever, graduating from university. I remember graduating from high school, it was exciting. I remember graduating from undergrad, I don't actually remember it. I remember graduating from law school and I remember my mom saying, I was up at University of Alberta in Edmonton. My parents lived in Calgary. I remember they came up and uh, they said, we're here to make sure you really did graduate. That's why they came. Um, they, they were slightly skeptical that I had graduated. And um, I remember Dr. Professor Bruce Ziff who said, we're glad he's gone. And it was a very touching, very touching moment. Um, I I was political in law school you might be able to detect so yeah I it was actually pretty exciting everybody's excited everybody's looking forward to the next chapter in life you're you know you dress up a little bit you're maybe wearing a gown or a funny hat Um, and and I I was just kidding I mean that's a true story about what Bruce Ziff said to my parents they were glad I was graduating in fact I think I think there was some banter I think um, I think my parents said, does he have to stick around for another year? And I think Bruce if said, no, uh, we would ensure he graduates to get him out of here. So it's just very, you know, the kind of stuff. And, um, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun moment in life. It's, it's one of those moments. And it was canceled for millions of Canadians. Like imagine being a teenager and not having your prom, not having your grad. Imagine that what a hole in your life. Like we've grown up, Thing that that's a moment, you've achieved something, you got through school, the world is yours. No, it ain't. You got to stay home and wear a stupid mask. But Teresa Tam, the woman more responsible for these lockdowns than anyone, she can have her little private graduation because she's more important than you. I find that repulsive. I hear in my ear that Adam Sos, our reporter in Calgary,
2: 20 seconds. has we'll be a out of here.
0: connection... Um, are we ready or we need a little more time to connect with him? Yeah, go. Here he is. Looks like a bit of a spotty connection, but we can see you. Adam, how are you?
2: Good, good. Uh, Security is just kicking us off Tyler Shandro's property. They've got a team closing in on us, so we're going to have to move here very shortly, but uh, we're outside of Tyler Shandro's office with the truck here.
0: Okay, well, now who's security on? On what basis are they kicking you out? Because in Alberta, yeah. we're governed by the Charter of Rights. So maybe you can yeah. interview the security guard on camera now, because um, I, I want to know on what authority are they kicking you out?
2: Sure thing. Hey, sorry, my boss was just wondering on what grounds you're asking us to move. Are you able to comment? No comment.
0: No. Okay. Okay. Well, now there's another law I happen to know. Which so first of all, um, on what? But but surely he's saying something to you besides get out. Like that yeah. may be his opinion. But but is he? is he citing any authority? They
2: they are absolutely refusing to talk to us and walking away.
0: Okay. Well, then I call that a victory and see what Adam. Adam, you're a normal human being, yeah. so you are polite. And if someone's wearing a uniform and tells you something, you listen to them. But being uh, having a rebellious spirit, there we go, shame on Shandro. Um, just because some guy in a uniform says leave, okay, maybe. But we have some questions first, like, who are you? And if you're a security guard, show me your ID. Can you hear me, Adam? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so for if, sure, 100%. Any,
0: if, if anyone yeah. purports to be a security guard, uh, yeah. ask them to see their license, because if they don't show you their license, um, they actually don't have authority under the act. And they don't have to. Um, sure. But then they can't, then they have no power to, um, yeah. yeah, the Security Services and Investigators Act. Hey,
2: Sorry, sir. Can you just confirm the grounds?
0: All right.
2: Hello. Hey. Sorry. We're cutting out. Yeah. They will not answer. They will not answer our question.
0: Okay. Well, if they don't um, show yeah, every time uh, yeah. their identification, um, I'm just looking at the law right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, I'm just. Check- I know the law in, in Ontario pretty well. Um,
2: so is it just you see that it's private property, sir? We're just asking why you're asking us to leave. No, but but who are they? They have to show
0: their ID to you.
2: Well, I private property. You need to leave. Okay, so you're saying it's because it's private property? Okay, but
0: we'll get his license. Get his name and his license.
2: Do you have your license by any chance? Or your name, sir? I don't oh yeah, but you're asking us to leave, so that's just like okay. so we can stay. A cops will okay, the cops will tell us. I guess they've called the cops and the police are now coming. Okay. Um,
0: so my point, Adam, is just because some guy says get out of here doesn't mean yeah. it's true. I'm just literally um Googling yeah, the, the law helicopter- as we speak. Yeah. So just because police some-
2: helicopter's already inbound.
0: Okay. So you can talk to yeah. the police and yeah. and when the police come at them, ensure that they actually have spoken to the landlord or the tenant um a- as opposed to them just acting on their own devices because the police have no authority to kick you off this property uh, unless the landlord directs them to. And and yeah. we know that the Calgary Police are the meanest police in Canada. They're brutal, They they're the kind of people that would pull the wings off a fly. I saw them arrest Pastor Stevens, and um, so if the police come and do kick you out, ask them if they have any communication from the landlord or any other person, and then slowly comply, don't rush to comply, but, but film everything, Adam, because the Calgary police are not neutral parties. They're one of the worst police forces in the country.
2: Yeah, definitely. We will stay on the scene and remain vigilant, and uh, we'll we'll take our time getting out of here. Certainly.
0: Now, um, because of the connection, uh, it's a little bit hard to see the billboard. It looks a little low res. Does it look low res in real life, or does it look a little more no. high res?
2: No, it looks great, it looks high res, it's just the uh, the frame rate's a bit off, so on the cameras it looks a little choppy, but it looks great in real life.
0: Right, I know that's how it works. Okay, so listen, uh, that was very exciting there with the this private security, and I'll send you an email with the section of the law. Just Adam, as a good rule of thumb, anytime someone p- claims to be a security guard, ask for their license and their name and sure. if they don't show it to you that's fine but then they don't have the authority to act under the act under the law um, with police it's, it's a little perfect. different yeah
2: wonderful okay thanks so much so
0: t- but don't go tell me a little bit more oh. about how your day's gone it's 1040 a.m. out there in Alberta yeah uh, tell me about yeah, the truck yeah. where have you gone what have you done so far?
2: Yeah, so we started at uh, Fairview Baptist Church actually originally at the very location where Pastor Tim Stevens was arrested. Um, and now we've proceeded to Tyler Chandra's office here in Acadia, Calgary. Um, we're going to making, we're going to be making quite a few stops. We're going to be heading downtown across the city. We may even go visit uh, Mr. Nahid Nenchi downtown later. Um, so making lots of stops, but for the time being, Fairview Baptist Church, and then we'll also uh, be heading here. At the Tyler Schadler's office. And um, we're going to swing by Pastor Arthur Pawlowski's church as well in a little bit.
0: And what's have you had any reaction from people on the street or anything like that?
2: Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty quiet, but there have definitely been some onlookers. I mean, when we get downtown to the more pedestrian areas, we're definitely going to be stopping and talking with people. The morning so far has been pretty fever-pitched, so uh, we've been racing around, getting from location to location. Uh, our next stop is actually the Calgary Police Service Station. So whether the police come and see us here or we go and see them, uh, we'll, we'll be seeing the police one way or another today, certainly.
0: Right, and listen, I don't want you to be arrested, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I think you want to engage the police on the side subject of peaceful protest because what you're doing there is a protected form of speech. Uh, In fact, political speech under Canadian law has the highest protection given to any speech. So just because some thug says move, all right, well, who are you? On what authority? And, um, you can, you can banter back and forth. I don't want you going to jail over this, but just cause Please. just cause some thug says, get out. I don't think you have to obey. Calgary police are notorious. They are serial violators of rights. They're disgraceful. We've all seen the footage of them arresting pastor Pavlovsky in the middle of a street, making him kneel down as cars rush by. They're a disgrace. The chief is a disgrace. The mayor is a disgrace. Um, the way they arrested Pastor Stevens in front of his children, uh, frankly, those police should be so embarrassed of their conduct, they should resign. The way they swore at, kicked, and threatened to taser Ocean Weisblatt for skating on an open rink. So you are dealing with one of the most immoral and unethical police forces in Canada. Now, I'm not saying don't obey them. We don't want you shot mm. or tasered. But you don't have to rush to comply with one of the most morally corrupt police forces in the country. For sure, yeah. Give me some well, we'll thoughts on, 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 on your plans for the day. So you're going to go to the police department, you're going to drive around. Just tell me what the messages are on the truck.
2: Yeah, so the message is basically that there has been a glaring double standard. Tyler Shandro and his colleagues scoff at these laws and get away without consequence. Meanwhile, pastors, business owners, and individuals are being persecuted and thrown in jail. And that's a double standard that we simply cannot abide. So we're taking this truck around the city, we're bringing attention to this story. We don't want people forgetting that Pastor Tim Stevens is still in jail. People are still suffering while those uh, gentlemen sit up in the Sky Palace and and enjoy themselves uh, to some some Jamesons while, while Pastor Tim Stevens sits in jail.
0: Right now on the screen, we have a high-res version of what's playing on the side of the van. So this is what people will see. And I can understand why it is agitating the little armed guards. Or they're not even armed, are they? Uh, this is yep. what's playing on the side of the van. So I can see why it, it's irritating them. Um, but, you know, it's not against the law to irritate people, thankfully. Otherwise, I'd be in jail. Um but uh, ir- irritating politicians is actually our right, Adam. Do you know that?
2: I sure do. <laughs> um, I've, done, I've done a little bit of that in my lifetime, I think. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, I appreciate you joining us. It's a little bit of a spotty um, Skype connection, which yeah. is why we're showing the primary footage directly here. Um, just one more question about the the security guards. Have they indeed run away?
2: I've not seen them. They said that the, I have to speak with the truck driver again because they said they'll only talk to the truck driver, not me. And I was asking if it was a property issue or what, and they wouldn't speak to me. So I'm going to touch base with our truck driver here and see what the story is exactly. Um, and then we'll, we'll hang out for as long as we can, certainly.
0: Yeah. Um, and obviously, if there's any tickets or whatever that the truck driver gets, tell them we'll cover those. I guess what I'm saying Wonderful. is, Adam, you've got you've got some good instincts and some good judgment, but you're also polite. And so, you, and I'm, not change, I'm not trying to change you uh, or your personality, and I don't think I would be successful even if I did try and change you. You're who you are. But when someone comes at you with an unlawful or unreasonable request, that's not the mm. time for the polite Adam Sos. That's the time for the righteously indignant, know your rights Adam Sos. So, just because some guy says, get out of here, the answer to that is, oh, let's do an interview. What's your name and why are you telling me yeah. to get out of here? Let's have a democratic banter. So I look For forward sure. to lots of banter. Yeah. I think you've got my phone number. Call anytime today if you're arrested and, uh, and we'll you. get you out of there. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> See you later, Adam. Good luck. Take care. Bye. Well, I'm glad he was smiling at the end there. he He knew I was joking somewhat, but also somewhat dead serious. Um, I just want to let you know, dear viewer, and the law is slightly different in every province and I've been trying to Google here while he's on the line, uh, just because someone says get out. Now, if it's on private property, and if they speak for the owner, you got to get out because it's private property. But who is that guy? Is that like some busybody? Does he really speak for the owner? Maybe but um, it seems like when Adam asked him some questions, he ran away. So in my view, and I'm not the judge, but just my, my view, is if someone says, get out, and you say, who are you, and they run away, all right, well, was it a hobo? Was it some scoldy Karen? Was it, who was it? Now, if they were to come back and say, my name is Mr. Uh, Joe so-and-so, uh, here's my ID, I'm a security guard, I work for this mall, And I am instructed to have you leave. All right, so leave. I mean, you don't have to sprint out of there, but you gotta leave. But he didn't do that because bullies are often cowards. They count on the fact that everyone else is just so afraid, so there's never any pushback. Adam is certainly no coward. Adam is no pushover, but he's polite because he's a normal person. So we gotta train some of that politeness out of him I don't want him to be rude that's my job I want Adam to be polite but firm so if anyone says get out of there the answer is not yes sir the answer is who are you again oh yeah can I just see some ID again okay and and on what authority is saying that again and who told you okay all right I'll go but not yes sir no sir three bags full sir how high would you like me to jump sir Um, Adam's doing a great job. Do you think I stressed him out a little bit there? No, he didn't seem to so, say... He had a smile at the end. I, I I could see that. He had a smile. You don't think he'll get arrested today? I don't want him to get arrested. I mean, we we never want... People say, as you guys are looking for trouble. We are not looking to get arrested. We're looking to drive around with a Jumbotron truck. That's the plan today. Now, if, if the other side thinks, oh, we're going to smash this with an arrest? Well, we will be there. But that is not our goal. In fact, you heard my instructions to Adam. Find out who's telling you to move, ask on what grounds, ask who they are, and then comply. But don't comply without knowing those things. Why would you do that? We got a bunch of chats coming. I'll take a little looky-loo. Hyperchat, five libraries from 4Sinker. Thank you. Donald Best on SuperU. This kind of live reporting is absolutely absent in the mainstream government media. Fabulous. Thanks, Donald. And I and I got your other note uh, the other day. I forget what it was about. I think I tweeted about it. I think you sent me a note about the, the hat, the Under Armour hat, when Maxime Bernier was arrested. So I did get that note. I didn't write back, but I, I tweeted about it and I mentioned it. Uh, I actually asked Maxime Bernier about it himself. Rumble, joyful art from the heart. This is fantastic. God bless these people. Well, Adam's doing a great job. He's brave. Is, and is K2 with him or is that just a truck driver? Oh, K2's with him? Okay, that's great. All right, well, we got the whole team going down there. That's great. Those guys are doing a good job. And I know I scare them when I say don't listen to the security guard because that's not normal advice, right? That's not what your mama told you. Super U bird dog. They want to make political speak as hate speech. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to try and get around to, to the hate speech, the Trudeau's new hate speech bill, which we haven't even talked about yet, but maybe we'll do that next. Stay in touch with those lads. Make sure that there's no shenanigans. Cause if there's shenanigans, I want to go live with those guys. Um, Rumble, Bafimar, Kenny and Ford are really liberals. Well, that's the thing is I'm just so shocked by what they, they have done and they call themselves conservatives. And and our team, I mean, we're, listen, I got a picture I was just showing my kids the other day of me standing in between Rob and Doug Ford, the late Rob Ford. I was like the sandwich. But the, the two Fords, it was the, that was 750 pounds of love right there, that photo. I'll tell you that right now. I used to be chummy enough with the Fords. I'm not saying I was close friends. And Kenny and I were chummy, but it's hard to. It's, but if they start acting like the NDP, what am I? Am I going to just pretend they're not? Am I going to just bite my tongue? No, I mean, if I was in private life, I would. But if my job is as a public pundit, I got to call it like I see it. My viewers would demand no less. Rumble, sus, Jan Grant Adams, Sos, the most polite newsman around. He is polite. I think. I've I've never heard a prickly word from him. Right? I think he's earnest. And he's Christian. And so he's a nice guy, right? He's not more polite than me. I'm, one, I'm famously polite, very, very famous polite. You know, um, we had a staff meeting not that long ago. People, we, we brought in our team. And um, so we have meal, we, what, did we have the Adamson's barbecue that day? I think we did, yeah, that's our favorite go-to when we have the staff all together. And at Christmas parties, and sometimes we have, like we, we gave everybody a little little bump, a little bonus, a little gift. Where's that money come from? Where's it come from? So, so you order like 500 bucks worth of brisket for the staff and you give everyone a little, little, little gift. Where's that money coming from? It's coming from the swear bucket. Now other people have something called a swear jar. You ever heard that when I was in school, in elementary school, there was a gum jar. And Mr. Chow said, if you're chewing gum, this is the rule, you take out your gum, put it in the jar and you take out a piece of gum and you chew it. So that's terrifying, right? That's, he called that the gum jar. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, he said, okay, you're chewing, you gotta put your gum in and take gum out. I don't know if he ever actually followed through on it, but it looked credible because you had this jar full of gum. Where did it come from? Then maybe Mr. Chow had chewed them all up and put them all in there. But that's what, that's terrifying. That's the gum jar. Do you know the difference between a jar and a bucket? Volume. You've probably heard of a swear jar before. Every time you swear, you put a dollar in. We have a swear bucket around here. A dollar for a bad word, $2 for the super bad words. That's how we pay for our staff parties. I think that's, that's pretty accurate. That's truthy. That's truthy. Don't you think? I think it depends on the month and depends if I'm really mad about something. Depends on how great the staff party's gonna be. Like if I'm really, really mad, it's gonna be an amazing staff party. Swear bucket. I think I own swearbucket.com. I don't. I don't think I've actually ever put anything on it, but I saved it. Swear Jar was taken. I don't. I think if you go to swearbucket.com, it's just parked at GoDaddy. I think I bought that. Yeah, I own swearbucket.com. Um, but I'm famously polite. Rumble, daughter of Narcissus. Adam was very firm against the Tim Stevens cops as they drove away. Though, good. I'm not criticizing him. I'm just. Ta- I'm just trying to. Give him courage. Maybe he doesn't need it anymore. Maybe he's got all the courage he needs. I'm just saying, a normal human, when a security guard says get off the property, a normal human usually complies. And you should, if they are, if they identify themselves and indeed are speaking for the landlord, you should comply. And if you think I'm advising non-compliance to a trespass order, you're wrong. I'm I'm saying comply with them. But just take a second and make sure it's. It's legit. Hammer's Girl 88, Adam is great addition to the team. I think you're right. CBC's propaganda. In Nova Scotia, there's a star down with the NB conservative government and Nova Scotia stare down. Liberal government over the border lockdown. Citizens are blocking the Nova Scotia, New Brunswick border. I heard about that. And we have a young lady here from Nova Scotia who wrote a story about it for us. Um, But I don't have much primary information. Any news from the lads? Anybody arrested? All right. Well, maybe just ping them and make sure they're both okay. It's tough standing. And you know what? Here I am, 2,000 kilometers away, miles away, whatever, and... um, I only see this grainy video, and I don't know, and I'm not really there. So me hollering at them—I mean, I've done that more than once, right? So, so and and I'm shouting in the cell phone, "Do this, don't do that." You know, sometimes it works. By the way, Um, like when Kian, K2, as we call him, Kian Simone, um, went when Arthur Pavlovsky was in jail. K2 went to. The Calgary man Center, and like the deputy boss came out and said, "Get out," and I said, "Don't you leave?" And I was sort of shouting at the cop. I think I swore at him. That's 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 how we get our staff parties, is the swear bucket. Um, it's twelve fifty-six. Well, let's let's take a break from that. I'm very excited. If there's more news, we'll come back to it. But we did say we were going to talk about Trudeau's new hate speech bill. Let's just take a look for a second. I think I don't know if the bill's been yeah. The Liberals to introduce new hate speech bill, possibly bringing back controversial Section 13. Consultation included questions about reintroducing a form of a hate speech law. Section 13 of the Canadian Human Rights Act that was vi- widely criticized over free speech rights. And look at that corrupt man. And I say corrupt because he was brought in specifically to be less ethical than his predecessor, Jody wilson raybold Remember, Jody Wilson-Raybould objected to Justin Trudeau interfering in a criminal trial of his friends, SNC-Lavalin. She was fired over it. David Lametti said, I'll take that job. I'll take that job. I want it. I'll do it. I'll never embarrass you, boss. I'll do whatever it takes. So they, they literally hired David Lametti. for one reason. Is he smarter than Jody Wilson-Raybould? No. Is he politically more potent than her? Is he more meaningful to the coalition? No. She was the first Indigenous justice minister in Canadian history. She had an important foothold in, in British Columbia. So why, 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 why? Well, because he'll do anything Trudeau asks. And, you know, he he really is a terrible justice minister. And he's literally contemplating. And I think he's going to do it. Let's read the first sentence. Right before the House of Commons breaks for summer, the Liberal government will introduce a new bill tackling hate speech, which could bring back a controversial law under the Canadian Human Rights Act. Justice Minister David Lametti has given notice the government will introduce a new bill dealing with hate propaganda, hate crimes, and hate speech. Heritage Minister Stephen Gilboa has been working on a new online harms bill with Justice and other ministries, though government spokespeople declined to say Tuesday whether the bill is the legislation that will be tabled by Lametti. So this is their big focus. Other countries like China are building space stations. <laughs> Other countries are figuring out how to get their economies going after the pandemic. There's a lot of things to be decided in the world, but Canada's specialty is being woke. Canada's specialty is condemning its own citizens of racist. Canada's specialty is knocking down statues of Sir John A. Macdonald, but certainly not knocking down statues of Pierre Trudeau, who presided over residential schools uh, for 16 years. Certainly not Pierre trudeau His statue has to stay up. But John A. MacDonald, who actually founded the country, tear him down. Um, so we're specialists at regulating the Internet, regulating online harms. And uh, I know Section 13 that they're referring to, Section 13 of the Human Rights Act that was repealed. I actually know the operative clause by memory because I was prosecuted under it in Alberta under the analogous law. And it goes something like this. It is unlawful to... Publish anything, um, quote, likely, likely, unquote, to, quote, expose a person to hatred or contempt. So likely to expose a person to hatred or contempt. So likely to is maybe, future tense, maybe, maybe not, hasn't happened yet, could happen in the future. That's like that show minority report, future crime. You publish something that is likely to. It hasn't caused harm, but it might. So we're going to prosecute for you that and we don't have to prove it happened because we didn't say it did happen. We just said it could happen in the future. That likely to what? Like there actually are some likely to future crimes in the criminal code. for example, uttering a death threat. I'm going to kill you. Okay, well you haven't killed me yet. <laughs> well, no, but you uttered a death threat and it was credible and real and imminent and I believed it and I was scared. That's a crime. Now, if you just say, oh, I'm gonna kill you. That's not uttering a death threat that doesn't rise to the seriousness. Um, you didn't scare anybody, it was not imminent. Uh, but if you run right up to someone, I'm gonna kill you. You got a knife. That's a crime even if you don't get them with a knife. That uttering a death threat is a crime. So we do have future tense crimes, a very few of them, a few of them, not many of them. But look at Section 13, likely to what? Likely to punch someone, likely to, likely to expose a person to hatred or contempt. What, what, what's that mean? Expose a person to... Hate, hatred and contempt are feelings. You know, love and hate, contempt and respect. So you've done something that might, in the future, cause person one to have feelings about person two. And you're saying that's a crime? Well, everyone is guilty then, because that's a subjective test. Likely to cut someone, likely to punch someone, imminent death threat. That's actually objective. Likely to expose a person to hatred. How do you even measure that? How do I know if I've been exposed to hatred or contempt? And maybe I deserve hatred or contempt, frankly. Do you not hate anything? Do you have no contempt for anything or anyone? You just don't have any of those emotions. You know, hate's a human emotion. Did you know that? If there was a law called the Love Each Other Act of 2021, you would know how stupid that was because you can't compel people to love. It's one of the three rules... um, It's one of the rules that the genie in Aladdin says. Can't make anyone fall in love with you. Um, I'm joking, but my point is serious. If we were to pass a law, said you all must, I mean, it is, you know, it's a God's law. Love thy neighbor as yourself. I suppose that's the golden rule. Um, But the state cannot compel you to love someone. That's a human emotion. How can the state compel you to have a feeling or turn off a feeling? You can't love someone. You must love someone. You can't love someone. Both are absurd. Well, he published something likely to expose a person to hatred or contempt. So so you, you've just banned a feeling? Is that right? I understand banning punching someone in the nose. That's more than a feeling. That's, that's a assault. You've just banned me from writing something that could cause a hurt feeling. That's why that law was repealed, section 13. Likely to expose a person to hatred or contempt. And how is that measured? It's not measured objectively. So that's an insane law. And of course, only someone as morally corrupt as Dave Lamedi, who will literally do anything for Trudeau, including... Not be as fastidious as Jody Wilson-Raybould, who said, "I'm not going to interfere with the criminal trial for you." The man said, "Oh, oh, 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 boss, 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 t- take me!" And I promise I won't ever criticize you. I promise I'll never say no, no matter what you ask me to do. He looks like it, doesn't he? All right, it's 103. on Rumble. Daughter of Narcissus, love you Ezra, from the Alberta Report magazine days even. Well, that's a long time ago. I remember I I started writing for Alberta Report in 1994. That's 28 years ago. That's a long time ago. Uh, And that's really where I learned how to write a news story. Uh, Link Byfield was my editor back then. I talked to Ted once in a while. Tom McFeely was the guy I dealt with the most. And I really enjoyed the project. Uh, I was a real reporter for a summer. And uh, so much uh, flowed from that. Well, it's 104. Pleasure to be with you. I am very curious to make sure that our friend Adam Sos and Keen Simone are, uh, you heard nothing. Nothing happened yet and they're doing fine. Thanks for that update. Uh, it's easy for me to be a tough guy here 2,000 miles away by myself in a TV studio. Um, so when I'm hollering, don't, 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 push back, ask them this. It's easy for me to do but I can assure you if I were there, I would be asking those questions. In fact, remember when, remember when the Toronto police told me to move on remember that uh, in that March, those guys who said move, I said, listen, you gotta talk to my wife when she says, take out the garbage. I have to wait now because I can't do it because she just said, so if you really want me to take out the garbage, don't mention it for five minutes, and then on my own, I'll come up with a really good idea to take out the garbage, but I gotta do that on my own. So if you keep saying take out the garbage, take out the garbage, don't you know that's just it's like hitting the reset button? It's like, it's like um reloading. I, I it just it's slowing things down. So when the cops said, time to move on, Ezra, I said, You know that because you said that, I can't do it now. So I don't know if you can find that clip. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. But I, I'm saying that because I want to prove to people I'm not just some guy sitting in the studio telling other people to talk back. Because uh, on, on odd occasions when I'm in the field, I talk back a little bit. And I and by the way, um, my opening position is always one of friendliness. It really is. Justin, you and I were talking about this the other day, uh, That. Uh, that game theory, I think, that strategy called tit for tat, where you start off friendly and you do to the other side exactly what they do. So you start friendly and if they're friendly, you're friendly. They're friendly, you're friendly. They're friendly, you're friendly. That's a great way to be. And then if they get unfriendly, then you do tit for tat. You follow them. But it's it's do whatever the other guy just did to you, but with the one K, then you start friendly. That's my approach. You got it? Here, let's just play the... Just for fun. But Very when small. the Toronto Police Service say leave, I have to stay to show that I don't obey editorial direction from the Toronto Police Service. Okay. So if you are quiet, then I'll go when I choose to go. But every time you say leave, you know I've got to stay longer just to prove I don't obey you, stay right? Long. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's really all I just wanted to show that I'm not just a, a paper tiger here telling Adam Sos to be a tough guy. I don't think I'm, well, I was, I was a little lippy to those cops in Montreal, to be honest. I think I swore once. I was very loud. I was very loud. But sometimes when you feel truly powerless, like they've got a bunch of guns, they've got handcuffs, there's a hundred of them, what else do you have besides a loud voice? Like, that's how I felt. Like, why was I hollering when the Montreal police tried to raid our Airbnb? It's because it's all I had. Now, we had a lawyer on the scene and, and we managed to hold off the cops. In 10 hours, they couldn't get a search warrant. And then they just let us go. I think we had a huge victory that day, actually. Um, but for a while there, all we had was our ability to holler, which is weird. It's weird. Like, you're surrounded by a bunch of guys with guns who hate you. What are you gonna do? You could go very meek or you could go very loud. I don't know, we went loud. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Calgary police deal with, uh, and with Tyler Shandro, how they deal with Rebel News and Adam Sos and this Jumbotron truck, because they're very thin-skinned. The Calgary police are the meanest in the country. I, I like to say Toronto police the most violent in the country, Montreal police the most corrupt in the country, Elmer police the stupidest in the country. Calgary police, the meanest in the country. So Adam Sos is one of the, the nice rebels. You know, and you might be saying, well, who's not nice? Well, he's nice. So it'll be interesting to see how the meanest police force in Canada, the Calgary police, deal with Adam Sos, one of the nicest rebels. Will they try to arrest him? And let me just put on the record, I don't want them to arrest him. I want Adam to do his work today, to drive around with that jumbotron truck, and to spread the message, but I have to say, as God is my witness, if they lay a finger on him, if they arrest him, we're going to respond uh, asymmetrically. We're going to respond overwhelmingly. We're going to respond politically, legally, economically. We're going to respond in a great number of ways. I'm getting ahead of myself because nothing bad's happened yet. Nothing bad's happened yet. But I know the wicked men and women of the Calgary Police Service, and I know if they can, they will do something mean to Adam. I hope they don't. All right, I'll leave it at that. I'm getting all worked up in advance for no reason. I'm getting all worked up in advance. All right, let's call it a day. Tune in tonight, I'm gonna talk about the World Health Organization and the new advice on vaccines in children. Uh, That advice seems to be changing every day and I'll go through that with you. That's tonight at 8 p.m. Do we have a dog video? We do. I'll say goodbye now, we got a dog video. I'll see everybody at 8 p.m. unless we have an emergency broadcast about Adam Sos being jailed. That'll come earlier if it happens, but not to prejudge, I'm gonna assume it's not gonna happen. All right, goodbye everybody, here's a dog video. Ooh, Ooh.